From the WLRN studios at the Miami Herald, I'm Luis Hernandez. If you live in South Florida, chances are good you're among the 8 million people here who get drinking water from the aquifer under the Everglades. But it's getting harder for the Everglades to keep that water clean. Lawmakers in Tallahassee are considering a plan that could help. You'll hear more about that later this week. First, WLRN's Kate Stein explains how the Everglades used to work. Let's call it Everglades 101. We are approaching the entrance. Wayne Rassner is carrying a huge backpack and using a walking stick to make his way through knee-high muck. He's a guide at Everglades National Park and board chair of the South Florida National Parks Trust. Rassner takes a few more steps and the muck is gone. And look at the water, how clear that is. You'll see if that were in a glass, it would look the same as a glass of drinking water because of natural filtration. The Everglades are an ecosystem that starts at the headwaters near Orlando and goes all the way down into Florida Bay, off the southern tip of Florida. The Everglades used to be like a really, really slow river. They kept the land pretty wet all year long and gave vital fresh water to sawgrass on land and seagrass in the bay. The water flowed north to south, but today a lot of it runs east and west from Lake Okeechobee at the ecosystem center. And that's caused two problems for Floridians and our water. No, it's sex growing concerns about toxic green algae. It's a growing threat to the marine and tourism economy. State of emergency in four counties. The first problem is that guacamole thick blue green algae that coated parts of Florida's coasts last summer. It hurt tourism and fishing in communities like Stewart, where Florida Senate President Joe Negron lives. He's trying to fix one of the main causes. Flooding southeast and southwest Florida with billions of gallons of polluted water from Lake Okeechobee. The water in Lake Okeechobee has unnaturally high levels of phosphorus. It got into the lake as fertilizer and manure from fields and farms. When the water in the lake gets too high, the extra water is sent east and west. It mixes with more fertilizer from lawns and bacteria from really old septic systems. All that makes algae blooms grow really fast. Negron wants to speed up planning to build a reservoir south of Lake Okeechobee. Because if you can send the water south, it won't go east and west. We're wasting billions of gallons of water in sort of two funnels. Julie Hill-Gabriel is with Audubon, Florida. She agrees with Negron that the water should be sent south, which maybe seems kind of odd. Why would an environmentalist want fertilizer-heavy water seeping into the Everglades? You know, the crux of Everglades restoration is trying to replace the flow of water north to south that made the river of grass so unique and such a natural treasure. Remember, there were two problems. The second, the one that causes a bunch of other problems, is water flow, or lack of water flow. In the Everglades, we've built hundreds of miles of canals and levees, held water too high in some places, drained it from other places in order to allow agriculture and development to occur. Now, water just doesn't flow south like it used to, which means Everglades National Park and the seagrass in Florida Bay are getting dehydrated. It's bad for tourism, bad for fishing, and... The water. All about the water. Wayne Rassner, the Everglades National Park Guide. 
He's sloshing toward an alligator hole in a dome of cypress trees and explaining how a lack of fresh water in the Everglades is bad news for the 8 million of us who get drinking water from the aquifer underneath. Right, so the importance of keeping enough water above it is twofold. One is that that water seeps down into it. Into the marshy soil, which acts as a natural filter and gives the aquifer more fresh water. The other reason the Everglades needs a steady flow of fresh water? Sea level rise. It puts pressure against the salt water, which is trying to intrude. Once there's salt water intrusion into an aquifer, you've lost it. The salt water has already begun pushing its way into the aquifer. And half of the original Everglades ecosystem has been lost to development, agriculture, and other human activity. Consider that the next time you turn on your tap for a drink. I'm Kate Stein in Miami. Coming up tomorrow, what we mean when we talk about Everglades restoration. You can find the series River of Grass, Dying of Thirst at WLRN.org. This is WLRN News. I'm Luis Hernandez.